Good morning. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, a message for you today that uh, everything is possible with God. Nothing is impossible. So I start. Uh, we welcome you here today. After the service, there will be a uh, bring share lunch where you can uh, eat and drink coffee and have some things to eat. It's enough for everybody. You can, uh, you can come. And on the 4th and 5th of April, there will be music exam here in the lounge, here in the, in the church. So please kindly avoid this place so that uh, there will be no disturbance when they are doing the music exam. And on the 4th of April, there's a faithful workout in the church where um, they, they do exercise to, to get fit. And uh, also tonight at 6.30 p.m., Sonia will be doing, will be doing um, Come and Sing, where you do have to know how to sing. You can come and uh, enjoy it. So we sing before I invite the preacher. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. We will rejoice, we will rejoice, I'll be glad in it, I'll be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice, I'll be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. I welcome Sarah to lead us in today's service. Thank you and good morning everybody. It's lovely to see you here. Um, and just while I'm here before I start, I want I just have one more notice. Um, and this is for something called WEC camps. So these are Christian camps for young people. I've got information here, but even better, Rob, who's right as far away as he can get from me at the back in the green, and he's one of the, the leaders and organisers, um, and he would be more than happy if anybody thinks they'd like to send their children away be it between the ages of 9 and 17, I think, um, to a camp in Cromer this summer. You could have a week off. How amazing would that be? Um, so if you, would, if you want some information, I've got it. But Rob is here, and he is the fount of all knowledge when it comes to the camp. So do speak to him at the end. Um, so as we begin, we're going to do our Lent cross prayers. I'm going to invite Jennifer and Janet up to come and do that for us. Matthew chapter 27, verses 27 to 31. Pilate's soldiers took Jesus into the governor's palace, and the whole company gathered around him. They stripped off his clothes and put a scarlet robe on him. They made a crown out of thorns and placed it on his head, and put a stick in his right hand. Then they knelt before him and made fun of him. Long live the king of the Jews, they said. They spat on him and took the stick and hit him over the head. When they had finished making fun of him, they took the robe off and put his own clothes back on him. Then they led him out to crucify him. We say this prayer together. Lord Lord Jesus. Jesus. 
Our humble King, you bore your thorns like a crown. Help us to bear our sorrows with patience and dignity. Amen. Well, thank you so much for starting off our service. Um, and you'll notice that most of the band are young people. There's a couple of outliers there, um, but that's okay. And this morning, the service, um, which is all age, is being led by myself and Illuminate Youth Group. Um, so I hope you'll really enjoy it. I'll be talking a little bit about the work that I do, giving an update on Youth for Christ, um, to who I work for, um, in a few minutes. But let's just pray again. Thank you, Father, for being with us this morning. We remember all of our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world who will also be meeting to worship you today. Please unite us all with each other and with you. Lord Jesus, we praise you because you are wonderful. You are the Lord of lords and King of kings. You are worthy of our praise and worship. We love you and lift your name up now. Amen. So let's sing our praises to Jesus as we stand together. Praise is rising, hearts are turning to you. Please do stand. Well, this morning our focus will be the prodigal son, sometimes called the lost son. And later on we will be acting that out with some help from the, the younger children, hopefully. And Abigail, who's here, one of our Illuminate members, will be talking about it afterwards. But first, we're going to watch the Bible reading of the story. So if you turn your eyes to the screen. Jesus told them another story. Once, a man had two sons. The younger son said to his father, Give me my share of the property. So the father divided his property between his two sons. Not long after that, the youngest son packed up everything he owned and left for a foreign country where he wasted all his money in wild living. He had spent everything when a bad famine spread through that whole land. Soon, he had nothing to eat. He went to work for a man in that country and the man sent him out to take care of his pigs. He would have been glad to eat what the pigs were eating. No one gave him a thing. Finally, he came to his senses and said, My father's workers have plenty to eat, and here I am, starving to death. I will go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against God in heaven and against you. I am no longer good enough to be called your son. Treat me like one of your workers. The youngest son got up and started back to his father. But when he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt sorry for him. He ran to his son and hugged him and kissed him. The son said, Father, I have sinned against God in heaven and against you. I am no longer good enough to be called your son. But his father said to his servants, Hurry, bring the best clothes and put them on him. Give him a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. Get the best calf and prepare it so he can eat and celebrate. This son of mine was dead but has now come back to life. He was lost and now has been found. And they began to celebrate. The older son had been out in the field. But when he came near the house, he heard the music and dancing. So he called one of the servants over and asked, What's going on here? 
The servant answered, Your brother has come home, safe and sound, and your father ordered us to kill the best calf. The older brother got so angry that he wouldn't even go into the house. His father came out and begged him to go in. But he said to his father, For years I've worked for you like a slave and have always obeyed you. But you have never even given me a little goat so that I could give a dinner for my friends. This other son of yours wasted your money on prostitutes. And now that he has come home, you ordered the best calf to be killed for a feast? His father replied, My son, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we should be glad and celebrate. Your brother was dead, but he's now alive. He was lost and has now been found. Wasn't that great? I love the animals just popping up at the right time in that. Um, so I'm going to just update you, or maybe tell you, some of you for the first time, a little bit about the work that I do. Um, and while I do that, I have a craft for the younger children. So I'm going to ask some of the anybody from Illuminate who would like to help the younger children just to come down here. Um, so this is preparing for our sketch later on. So any younger children or older children, if you like, can come down here. Okay, if you want to do that now. Okay, so there's um, a mask to cut out and make and some coloring as well. Okay, and um, you're going to hopefully be willing to use your mask during the sketch. Okay, great. Thank you so much. So while they do that, I'm going to um, just talk a little bit about my work. So I've been working for Haverhill and District Youth for Christ for about six years now. Um, so it's a, a Christian youth work organization um, working in Haverhill and the surrounding area. Um, going into schools, running Illuminate, the youth group, and various other things which I'll tell you about. And Youth for Christ is, actually it's an international organization, um, but our British Youth for Christ is now 75 years old this year and was set up by Billy Graham. And uh, we're going strong. There's about 60 different centres around this country, a bit like in Haverhill. Um, some of them are really big and some of them are very small, just like me. Um, but across all of us, we try to fulfil the 4D evangelism model um, so our aim is to um, tell young people about Jesus. So we aim to demonstrate God's love to, so in practical ways to show, that, show people what, what God's love is like. We declare that there is a God, so we, we tell them about God, tell young people who he is. We try and give opportunities for young people to make a decision to follow him. And then we help to disciple young people as well. So working um, with local churches, um, if that helps them, and our youth group as well. So what, what do I actually do to try and fulfill those four different things? Well, at Castle Manor Academy here in Haverhill and Stour Valley Community School in Clare, I would normally visit um, once a week on a lunchtime. Um, that hasn't been happening because of COVID, but 
Um, I'm very thankful that us, after Easter I'll be going back in and I've got some um, helpers that come in with me. And that project is called Space. And it creates a mobile space um, for, for us to chat with young people. And we ask them a question um, just like this. So I go in with a big question of the week board, a different question every week. It is getting really hard now to come up with a new one each time. Um, so go around at lunchtime around the dinner tables, the playgrounds, and just ask young people to answer the question. And the uh, staff as well, and they get a star sticker to place their vote. So this question was, are some lives more valuable than others? And this was at Castle Manor. And 78 students said, yes, some lives are more important than others. And 71 said, no. So presumably that means all lives are equally valuable. So that's just an example of the kind of questions um, that we are. Sometimes they're just fun, like, would you rather have a pet dragon or a pet unicorn? Um, most, that was a popular one, to be fair. Um, and dragons won, sadly. Um, mostly I try and ask questions that are thought-provoking. So they might be um, moral or ethical in nature. They, sometimes they're spiritual as well. Um, it helps them, help the young people to think something through. But really, it's an amazing opportunity um, for me to get to see lots of young people and them to, to see me and start getting to know me. And that's um, kind of the foundation, I suppose, of lots of the work that I do. Because if... Um, young people just recognize me as that lady with the question board. That is a really good starting point. Um, and I've definitely had young people, when I've been in town like, on a Saturday, um, saying hello to me and chatting to me, which is um, always quite exciting, to be honest. Um, so that's kind of the, the foundation, I suppose, the basis of where I start from with my work. Um, for the last year and a bit, I've been chaplain at Castle Manor. So I go there every Wednesday for their school day. And what they asked me, the, the place they thought I'd be most useful was actually providing a listening service for the students because they have a lot of young people whose lives are a bit tricky. That's how I kind of phrase it. So things are going on um, and it would be really helpful that helpful for them just to have somebody to listen to them and hear what's going on um, maybe give a little bit of feedback and lot, definitely lots of encouragement um, it's not counselling in any way shape or form but it is giving, giving them um, some undivided attention to talk about whatever they would like to and that's um, very much valued by the school and the young people who come and see me and that's really about demonstrating God's love to them, um, accepting them as they are, knowing, kind of trying to just show them that they are really valued, um, that there are people who, who care, whatever it is that's going on in their lives. Um, I do say at the start when I introduce myself that I'm a Christian and I'm a, a Christian youth worker and that if they want to talk about God, then I'm definitely up for that conversation um, but the time is actually theirs to do as, as they wish with. Um, so they, they know where I'm coming from. Occasionally I see a student maybe just once or twice, but usually I see them for, for a number of weeks, and that gives me a chance to build up a bit of rapport with them, a bit of a relationship, 
um, and hear their story and in some way, I guess, just walk a little bit of their journey with them, um, which is one of the descriptions of chaplaincy, to walk alongside people. Um, A few weeks ago, I was supporting a boy who was experiencing some bullying, um, and I saw him for four weeks, and we kind of talked quite a lot about what was going on, how he might um, kind of get through it and react to it and so on, but also about how he was treating himself through all of this. And on the fourth week that I saw him, I could actually see a really big change in him because the situation itself was getting better. Um, But I could see that his spirit had really lifted and we agreed together that he didn't need to come back and see me. And he had learned in that time to get support, I think, to um, kind of get help from his friends. He really didn't want to drag his friends into the situation and bring them down. Um, And I talked to him about caring for himself and getting the help that he needed. And as he talked, I could see that he had actually done that. He'd um, had support from teachers and his friends as well. He opened up to them and they were really supporting him. And it was really incredible at the end of it to see what a difference um, that had made. And it was a, a privilege for me just to, you know, hopefully play a tiny part in seeing him um, change so so positively. Um, I also help run a youth group called Mud Flaps that happens up in Keddington. And I run that with Jan Watts. Um, Jan and Brian been running the group for 20 plus years I think and there's about eight young people who come to that Um, they don't go to church usually and it's a chance for us to tell them a bit about Jesus Um, amongst all of the games that we play we tell them stories from the bible we tell them stories about kind of heroes of the faith maybe sometimes it's missionaries Um, who've gone abroad and done amazing things, all kinds of different things. We give illustrations about about life and how God helps us through those, how we see things as Christians. And that's a really amazing way to declare God, to um, talk about him to people who probably wouldn't hear, um, hear that from Christians anywhere else. And there's many other... Um, projects that I would love to see established over time that would enable me to speak uh, more overtly about Jesus. It's really hard to do that in schools now. Um, you have to be incredibly careful about sharing your faith. Um, so I'd love to see some things happening outside of school. Um, time is a factor in that and people to help me do do things. So at the moment, I'm just... I'm trying to spend some time and really seek God's will for me in that and how to take the work forwards. Uh, I provide some one-to-one mentoring for a Christian girl every week, and I also run Illuminate Youth Group. Um, So Illuminate's an ecumenical group, Um, so we have young people and helpers from across lots of different churches. Uh, We meet every Sunday evening in term time, and Whilst we do play some games and definitely have lots of fun, don't we? We also spend quite a bit of time um, doing Bible studies, talking about um, how our faith impacts our our lives and how we try and live a Christian life with Jesus right at the centre of it. 
So that's part of the discipling. And it's one of my greatest joys, I have to say, the group. I love it a lot. Um, and it's, I suppose maybe that's because I had a really good youth group when I was growing up. So um, being in a position to run this group and really help young people to live out their faith and develop that is an incredible blessing to me. So all of this happens because um, Christians and churches provide donations to the work um, so that I can carry it out. We don't have grants coming in from anywhere. It is solely funded from people in churches in Haverhill and the surrounding um, area. So thank you, all of you who, who do support the work financially um, and to this church. I'm incredibly grateful for that. Um, we do need to increase our income further so that we can um, keep going. We're running at a deficit at the moment. Um, we have reserve funds, which kind of keeps us through every month, but really we need to be at least breaking even and then increasing even more so that we can get another worker on board. But equally important to the financial donations is people who support the work in prayer. Without that, this work just wouldn't happen. It wouldn't be possible to do that. So there's um, a whole group of people here on my, my prayer mailing list. Um, and I know lots of you are on that. So there's prayer letters that get emailed out or posted out to people about eight times a year. And that is incredibly valuable um, and it, it kind of keeps me going to know that I have people supporting me and bringing the work to God. And then there's also people who volunteer. I have Illuminate Helpers. I have trustees and Council of Reference, people who come into schools with me, um, which is in absolutely incredible. And I would love to invite any of you who don't do that, if you think that you might be willing to be a partner with me in the work. So whether that is um, simply signing up to receive a prayer letter and praying for me regularly and the work and the young people, whether it may be that would be a fine, um, some financial support, maybe it would be some volunteering with me um, for some youth work. That would be really incredible. Um, and I would love to talk to you about that. Um, so people who sign up to do that get a, a partner's pack. I've got them up in the hall. You can come and talk to me um, later about that. And if you um, sign up to provide some financial giving, then I will bake you some brownies. And I know I owe somebody, at least one person here, some brownies still, and I haven't forgotten. That's just a little thank you. Um, so please do come and chat with me in the hall afterwards. Thank you. Okay. So that is the update. So we're going to move on to our sketch now. Um, so if you guys want to just put away what you're doing down there, you've been brilliantly quiet, hey? If anybody just feels like they want to have a little move around, a little stretch, do that just while, while they're doing that. So that's it. Pop things away. And then those who are going to be in the sketch, if you want to come and get yourselves ready as well.
actually. In fact, while you're, while you're doing that, um, if you do feel like just stretching your arms out, please feel free because I feel like I need to a little bit. Okie doke. Are we ready? Yeah? Thanks, Peter. So we've watched, um, watched the story of the prodigal son, the lost son, up on the screen. Um, <clears throat> and now we're going to present the story to you again. And as you watch, ask God to show you something in this story, maybe a message for you or maybe for somebody else. And maybe you'll even be able to relate to one or more of the characters Jesus used to welcome anybody and everybody to be his friends, even people others thought weren't good people. And this upset some important leaders who thought it was wrong and that Jesus should only mix with people who lived good lives, not people whose lives were messy. To help them understand how big God and his love for everybody is, Jesus told them, this story. Once there was a farmer who had two sons. We're using shoes, by the way, as representations of the characters and their journeys. That might help to know that. Um, Otherwise, you'd be wondering why on earth they're carrying shoes around. (laughs) The younger son didn't want to live on the farm anymore. He wanted to move away and see the world and have fun. So he asked his father to give him half of the farm's money right now. He didn't want to wait until his father died, which was very rude and a big insult to his dad. The father loved both sons, and out of love he decided not to get angry with the younger son and make him stay on the farm. He gave him the money that would have been his one day. Yep, we've done that. (laughs) We were just a bit quick on that. The younger son got himself ready and set off in his walking boots for the big city with his money. And it was a long walk. (laughs) It was a really long walk. The younger son walked and walked and walked because it was so far away. But eventually he got there and he made lots of friends. So if some of the children would like to just come out for a minute with the younger son, can he just come out for a minute? Okay, because you're going to be his friends who are enjoying a party. That's it. It'll only take you a couple of seconds. Okay, just come and stand round here. That's it, okay? He brought a nice pair of shoes for partying. Very nice. (laughs) And the younger son and his friends danced and partied every night. You want to have a dance? Anybody else, feel free to join in. Oh, this is going better than I thought. Bit of aerobics, anybody? (laughs) 
Okay, we're not going to do the whole song. <laughs> I was really enjoying that. He was known for his extravagance and bought lots of nice things for himself and his friends, including beautiful gold shoes. And he gave his friends lots of money. Ooh, they're getting um, 50 pound notes out of here. Sadly, not real. <laughs> That's it. You know, hold your money up and show everybody your money. Woohoo! But then, oh no, a disaster. A famine hit the land and there was no food anywhere. And all the money ran out. So you can rip up your money. Oh, what a shame. Okay, and all his friends left him. So you can put your money down here and then you can go and sit back down for a minute. Thank you. Oh, no money left. Well, there was no money left, and the younger son wandered off out of the city to look for work. So, oh, is there any work anywhere? Well, the only job he could find was feeding pigs for a farmer. So, oh, I need my helpers. I need my little piglets to come back out, please. So those of you with little pig masks, if you could come back, brilliant. Can you do some good oinking, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> brilliant. So if you face everybody, brilliant. <laughs> yep. And he's got his grubby shoes here. Well done, guys. Do you know, sometimes the younger son was so incredibly hungry he wished he could eat the pig food, but nobody gave him any food at all. Oh, that's sad, isn't it? His shoes broke. He couldn't even buy new ones. He couldn't get any sadder or hungrier. It was then that he came to his senses and remembered how good things were on his father's farm. There was always enough to eat, even for the servants. And he knew what he had to do. He made a good decision and decided to go home to say sorry and to ask his dad to take him on as a servant. He knew he didn't deserve to be treated like a son anymore. Okay, little piggies, you can go back to your seats. Thank you. So he hung his head low. Ah. Oh. He retraced his steps all the way back to the farm, and it was still a very, very, very long walk back. And he went back to the farm that he'd been so desperate to leave. But guess what? All this time, the father had been looking out for his son. He'd never given up hope of his younger son coming back, and he ran out to meet him and gave him a big hug. Yay. <laughs> oh, he was so happy to have him home. And he didn't want him as a servant. He accepted him back as a son and gave him a special ring. And a robe. And new sandals for his bare feet. 
He did that to prove to everybody on the farm that he was to be treated as a son and not a servant. And the father threw a big party for everyone who was in the house. Yes, we have a reprise. Meanwhile, the older son, who'd been working out in the fields, heard the noise and came in. When he found out what, it was, what was happening, he was so angry. That's angry. <laughs> he did not like that the younger son, who had been so rude, left him to do all the work on the farm and that he'd wasted all of the money and that now he was being treated well. He didn't deserve that. So the father went to the older son and said, Son, I've always loved you too. You have always had everything you needed. All I have is yours. But it is right to celebrate your brother's return. He was lost and now he is found. He was dead and now he is alive. And the older brother said, Well, that's where Jesus ended the story. So we don't know. Well done. <laughs> Just pop it there. Thank you. Wasn't that? They were, they were brilliant. And you know what? We only had a very quick walkthrough at about 10 o'clock this morning. Um, so well done. You were brilliant. Um, so I hope amongst the fun of that, maybe you were able to relate a little bit to the story. I'm going to invite Abigail to come up now. Abigail is a member of Illuminate, and she is going to do us a short talk about the story. Um, And before she speaks, I would like to pray for her, if that's okay. Lord, we um, thank you for the courage that Abigail has to come up here and to share your word with everybody. And we pray that you'll be with her, You'll calm her nerves. Um, You'll embolden her, Lord, to say your words. And we pray for all of us that we will hear what you want us to hear this morning. So we pray that you'll speak through Abigail straight into our hearts. Amen. Everyone makes mistakes. Some are big ones, some are small ones. The younger son made a huge mistake. But he recognized this and decided to go home and apologize. The younger son recognises that his father may not be able to forgive him. So when his father welcomes him back with open arms, the younger son apologises but doesn't ask for forgiveness. But his father forgives him and restores his relationship anyway. Same is true for us in God. And we remember this at Easter time. Going home was the youngest son's last resort. We can, I think everyone sometimes treats God as a last resort. We only, get, we only go to him when everything else has failed. God should be our first resort when, everything's gone, when things go wrong, and God can often stop things from getting worse. However, even if we do treat God as a last resort, he's always ready to welcome us back with open arms. God's forgiveness is a massive part of the Easter story, but it's something that we should always remember. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. So we're going to sing again now. We're going to sing a song called Waymaker. And this is a great song for reflecting on how God has been our waymaker, our promise keeper, our light in the darkness. And we can thank him for those times. And some of us might be feeling like we really need him to be those things for us now. And we need to hear again that he never stops working. Please do stand. I'm going to invite Moses to come up now, and he's going to lead us in our prayers of intercession and the Lord's Prayer. Gracious God, the prodigal son came to that point in his life where he had to make a difficult decision. So, loving God, we pray for all who are facing a time of decision, a time of being at a crossroads, a fork in the road of life. May they know your guiding hand in the decisions they make. May they know your arms enfolding them and and that they can be confident that you will be with them. Lord, we thank you for all those who remain by your side, serving you faithfully. We thank you for Peter and Joe and everyone in this church who give their time and expertise to enable us to worship and learn together, to have fun together, to look after each other and to serve our local community. We also remember the, the other churches in our town. Churches together, town pastors, reach, open mind and do for Christ, all here to bring your kingdom to earth. Please be with all, the, all of these churches, organisations and individual people. Please give them the strength, wisdom and resources that they need. Please remind them of your presence and let them know they are valued by you their loving Father all the time, and that all you have is theirs. Father God, we thank you for loving us all the time. We are sorry for the times when we walk away from you. Thank you that you are always waiting for us with open arms. We thank you that you are willing and able to meet our needs. Please be with those who need your healing in mind, body or spirit. May they know your loving presence and experience your healing power. Amen. We will now say, say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Moses. The band are going to lead us in our final song now, Amazing Grace. Offering and blessing. Father God, please accept these gifts from your children. Help us to use this money and the time that we give wisely to serve you, each other, and our local community. Go in the name of Christ to love and serve the Lord. Amen.
I would like to um, just say thank you to Illuminate very much for all that they have done this morning in helping us to worship God. Please do give them a round of applause.